And it is over to the newsroom for the, the news at one o'clock. Yes, it's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlights, Hong Kong residents to get $5,000 vouchers as the Financial Secretary, Paul Chan, unveils this year's budget. Mr Chan also announces tax breaks and a government-guaranteed loan scheme for the unemployed, with the interest reimbursed if repaid, and the government to issue green bonds and more silver bonds. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has announced a raft of measures totalling $120 million to help people and companies weather the coronavirus-driven recession. The minister was unveiling his latest budget blueprint in the legislature this morning, coming at a time when Hong Kong is facing a record deficit of $258 billion and near record unemployment. In his speech, he earmarked $9.5 billion to support enterprises and about $30 billion to help individuals. But he also committed up to $15 billion for a loan scheme for the unemployed and twice as much as that for people to spend. Mike Weeks has the details. Calls had been widespread for the Financial Secretary to hand out electronic spending vouchers in this year's budget to boost consumption and help stabilise Hong Kong's pandemic-stricken economy. Well, despite a record deficit, Paul Chan has responded to the tune of $36 billion. That's what it's going to cost to give everyone over 18 an e-voucher of $5,000. Salaries tax for the year is also being waived up to $10,000. Mr Chan said this will benefit nearly one 1.9 million people. Rates on homes will also be waived for the whole of the coming fiscal year, up to a ceiling of $1,500 for the first two quarters and 1000 a quarter after that. There are similar tax and rates concessions for companies, which are half of what was given away last year. Business registration fees will be waived for 2021-22, with cuts in water and sewage charges of more than $30,000 a month up to the end of the year. Individuals will also get $1,000 to help with their electricity bills, while recipients of CSSA and various old age, disability and working family allowances will get an extra half a month's pay. The Financial Secretary also announced help to pay for exam fees, while the working hour requirements under the Working Family Allowance Scheme will be cut by 50% for one year. But the biggest initiative to help the downtrodden, a special 100% loan guarantee scheme for the unemployed employed was widely leaked ahead of the budget. The maximum loan amount per applicant is set at six times his or her last paycheck, up to a ceiling of $80,000. There's a principal moratorium for the first 12 months, with the loan to be repaid over five years at an annual interest rate of 1%. But applicants who repay on schedule will have any interest paid reimbursed at the end. Paul Chan said the government will commit $15 billion to guarantee the scheme. In measures to support tourism, Mr Chan promised a further $934 million in financial support for the industry, one of the hardest hit by the pandemic. Vicky Wong has details. Ahead of the budget, the government already offered $2.6 billion worth of relief measures for the tourism sector to combat the effects of the pandemic. Now a further $934 million will be given to enhance tourism resources. $169 million will be used to promote local cultural and heritage projects and improve facilities such as hiking trails. The rest will go to the Tourism Board to roll out promotional offers when cross-boundary travel resumes. 
Mr Chan said as long as public health could be safeguarded, the government would consider relaxing restrictions on public gatherings to allow local tour groups to operate again and explore travel bubbles with places where the epidemic situation was stable. He didn't disclose any places in mind, but the government has previously been in contact with Singapore about a travel corridor. Mr Chan also said authorities would put in more resources to enhance country parks, recreational facilities and the harbour front to improve the quality of life of locals and attract visitors. And once the pandemic subsides, he said the government would launch a Promote Hong Kong campaign to attract enterprises, investors and talent to Hong Kong. Mr Chan also announced a series of measures to promote online learning and develop IT and science education. Natalie Ching reports. With many people having moved to online study because of the pandemic, Mr Chan said the government's continuing education fund would be expanded to include online courses. He said courses and teaching would be supervised to ensure quality, and that he hoped the measures could be in place for September. Mr Chan also announced a renewed focus on science, technology, engineering and mathematics full-time education. He said he would set aside $200 million to expand a secondary school IT program to primary schools, providing up to $400,000 for each school over the coming three years. He also said an internship pilot scheme for those studying IT and science at university would be regularized. At the very top end of the education sector, Mr Chan said the government would set up a professorship scheme in the first half of the year to help universities attract IT scholars and their teams to Hong Kong. Hong Kong's economy is expected to return to positive growth and expand by 3.5% to 5.5% this year. Last year, the SR recorded negative growth of 6.1%. Violet Wong reports. Mr Chen says Hong Kong went through tribulations in the past two years, with international political tensions dampening local exports and market sentiment, violent clashes endangered stability, and the coronavirus epidemic exerting extra pressure. The government spent $300 billion in supporting measures, which brought the fiscal deficit to a record high. He said the rollout of COVID-19 vaccination schemes around the world meant there would likely be significant improvements in the global economy in 2021. He forecast that the headline inflation rate and the underlying inflation rate would be 1.6% and 1% respectively this year. The financial chief was also optimistic that the SAR would continue to do well over the next few years as the city benefits from development on the mainland. In the medium term, He expected the local economy to grow by an average of 3.3% per annum from 2022 to 2025, while the underlying inflation rate will average 2%. Financial Secretary says the government will expand its bonds issuing schemes in the coming year, issuing green bonds, which raise cash for eco-friendly projects on a regular basis, and lowering the eligible age for silver bonds for the elderly. He says the government proposes to double the borrowing ceiling of the Green Bond programme to allow for further issuance of bonds totalling more than $175 billion within the next five years. As for the silver bonds, Mr Chan says the eligibility age will be lowered from 65 to 60. He said the government expected to issue $24 billion worth of silver bonds this year, as well as $15 billion of inflation-linked bonds. And the government has set aside $380 million, part of which will be used to upgrade five-a-side football pitches across Hong Kong in a bid to improve the long-term development of the sport here. Damon Pang reports. The financial secretary proposes using the money over five years to upgrade over 70 public football pitches and substantially increase the number of five-a-sides to meet international standards. 
He said officials will also look into the possibility of expanding the existing football pitches into standard 11-a-side turf pitches and speed up the replacement of artificial turf. He said the aim was to provide more courts to groups such as national sports associations, district football groups and schools to organize football training programs and matches. The finance chief also made other proposals to enhance facilities in highly popular country parks and hiking trails. He said 500 million will be set aside for improving facilities such as toilets, extra lookout points and barbecue and picnic sites. Some wartime relics would also be revitalized and converted into open museums. The new facilities will be rolled out gradually in the coming two to three years, Mr Chan said, with a low-carbon green design to integrate them with their natural surroundings. Petrol and diesel private cars won't be sold in Hong Kong from 2035 or earlier. Mr Chan says it's part of the government's plan to achieve carbon neutrality before 2050, as well as to further reduce roadside pollution. In his budget speech, he also announced increasing the first registration tax for private cars by 15%, while their licence fees will jump 30% in a bid to curb the rise in their number of vehicles. So the government would continue to push for the use of electric cars. Former Democratic Party chairwoman and legislator Emily Lau has likened Hong Kong's political situation to lawlessness, with authorities using whatever is convenient to justify their actions. She was commenting after the government moved to change the law to make district councillors swear an oath of allegiance, and if they breach it, they'll be banned from office for five years. Ms Lau says despite pan-Democrats winning by a landslide in the 2019 elections, many district councillors could be disqualified in a matter of weeks. They will use whatever is convenient to justify what they're going to do. It is like lawlessness. (laughs) It's like what they say is the law. And of course, this is not yet the end. Next month, you're going to have the plenary session of the National People's Congress. And there will be more to come. How to further restrict the election of the chief executive by this tiny committee of 1,200 people, how to restrict the election of legislators, and what about judges? When should they be disqualified? Civil servants, when should they be disqualified? Our whole system is just crumbling before our very eyes. No new coronavirus cases have been found after an overnight lockdown and testing of 520 residents at two buildings in Sampo Kong. Authorities took action at Cambridge Building and Tong Seng Mansion because there are many subdivided flats there, even though only one case had previously been found. Meanwhile, authorities conducted spot checks this morning of over 260 residents in Hong Kong to check compliance with a testing order. 14 people were found to be in violation and were given fixed penalties of $5,000 in order to take a test. The Secretary for the Civil Service, Patrick Nip, says more than 500 people have received Sinovac vaccines before the inoculation programme officially starts on Friday. Mr Nip said more booking slots may be open soon since the quota for the first two weeks had already been filled by 70,000 people. Around 1,500 private clinics are also expected to start giving the jabs from mid-next week. The minister also said a batch of the 1 million BioNTech shots bought by Hong Kong will arrive tomorrow. Stocks and a short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 29,834. That's 798 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at $179 billion. US dollar is trading at 105.48 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 21 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 98 cents. Sport now, and here's Damon Pang. 
Thank you. And the American golfer Tiger Woods is said to be in serious yet stable condition after being involved in a car accident in Los Angeles. Officials say he's undergone surgery and is very fortunate to survive the crash. They say he was conscious at the scene and there was no evidence he was impaired. Woods suffered serious injuries to both legs. The BBC's golf correspondent Ian Carter explains why Tiger Woods has always captured people's imagination. He became arguably the greatest sportsman in the world at the height of his powers and it has been an extraordinary life that he has led as a figure who dominated news agendas for good and bad reasons. Obviously the fallout from the car accident that he suffered in 2009 when it was revealed that he'd been involved in multiple sex scandals as well which cost him his marriage. He put his life back together within four years. He was back on the top of the golfing world in terms of the world rankings. Now he finds himself in a hospital bed under the knife and who knows what the future now holds for Tiger Woods. In football, Bayern Munich continued the defence of their European Champions League title in imperious style. They thrashed Lazio 4-1 away in the first leg of their round of 16 tie. The BBC's John Bennett was watching. Robert Lewandowski pounced on a terrible back pass and rounded the keeper to make it 1-0. 17-year-old England under-21 international Jamal Musiala became the youngest Bayern goalscorer in Champions League history. And Leroy Sané followed in a saved shot. Just after the break, Francesco Acerbi slid the ball into his own net. And not long after that, Joaquin Correa skipped into the Bayern penalty area to pull one back for the Italians. But it was too little too late. Chelsea, meanwhile, had beaten Atletico Madrid 1-0 in the away leg of their Champions League last 16 clash. Olivier Giroud's stunning overhead kick was the difference. Former Chelsea goalkeeper Rob Green was part of the BBC's commentary team. If you'd walked away from this game and saying it's nil-nil, Chelsea have done a really good away job, take it back to Stamford Bridge, you'd have said OK. But it was that little bit bonus at the end. On to basketball, New Orleans forward Sion Williamson is one of four first-time All-Stars who make it to the NBA annual showcase next month. Boston's Jalen Brown, New York's Julius Randle and Chicago's Zach Levine will also make their debuts. Phoenix's Chris Paul and Brooklyn's James Harden are in for their 11th and 9th times respectively. Philadelphia's Ben Simmons, Boston's Jason Tatum and Orlando's Nikola Vujicic were picked by the coaches as reserve for the East. The injured LA Laker Anthony Davis, Port George of the Clippers, Utah teammates Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Portland's Damian Lillard are in from the West. And on the court in Dallas, Luka Doncic had a tough game-winning three with less than a second left as the Mavericks hung on to beat Boston after blowing a 12-point lead late in the fourth quarter. The game-winner was the second triple Doncic made in the final 16 seconds. And that's your spot. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong residents to get $5,000 vouchers as the financial secretary Paul Chan unveils this year's budget. Mr Chan also announced his tax breaks and a government guaranteed load scheme for the unemployed with the interest reimbursed if repaid and the government to issue green bonds and more silver bonds. And that's news from RTHK. The government provides public COVID-19 testing services through different channels. Those without symptoms but feel they have a higher risk of exposure can visit designated public clinics or other distribution points to obtain free test kits. Those having compulsory tests can visit community testing centers for free testing. The centers also provide self-paid services to those needing test reports for personal use. If feeling ill, see a doctor promptly and don't go elsewhere. 
The government is providing free COVID-19 vaccination for all residents. Priority groups include those who are highly susceptible to infection or have increased risk. You can book online. Vaccination is being offered at community vaccination centers in 18 districts, hospitals, and designated clinics in phases. Outreach service at care homes is also provided. Protect yourself and others. Get vaccinated. Book at covidvaccine.gov.hk. Season for coffee. Okay. One day out the gate. 